Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Name the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Ready Rage Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Moretzi. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Throwing it down as well. It's a Wicked Wednesday edition of the program. Lou Gamblu.com will join us. We'll talk UFC, UFC 230, Madison Square Garden. They held some uh, open workouts uh, earlier in the day. Uh, I probably would have went over and checked it out, actually. It was uh, free admission, open workouts. Um, Daniel Cormier and Derek uh, Lewis, Chris Weidman and Jackeray. But uh, to be honest with you, I did not know about the open workouts uh, until uh, they came to a conclusion. Uh, so instead, I had a nice grilled cheese uh, and fries with yeah. Texas toast uh, from uh, Al's, uh, Al's Delicatessen. Al's. A solid grilled cheese at that, Cam. Al's never disappoints, buddy. Hey, good good, good on you, buddy. I told you, you're like the bricklayer right now, the, mace, the mason work. One brick at a time, buddy. Put in some nice calls last night. Let's keep the train rolling. Buffalo to the over. The basketball games, Raptors crush. They don't worry. Philadelphia, who are you? Your buddy. The Raptors just slapped them around like they were nothing. Ba- hey, and what else? Detroit covers a big number against Boston. Kudos to you, Marenzi. If it wasn't for the damn Sharks, I would have had a hockey parlay, but let's keep the train rolling. Yeah, we appreciate uh, that. Yeah, what, S.J. Sharky let you down. Yeah, oh, S.J. Sharky's been, yeah, he used to be a friendly shark. Now he's starting to really piss me off, you know? It's the thing, with, <laughs> the thing with sharks. You think they're cool and stuff, but they're sharks, they're, right? Yeah, they're sharks. They're not <laughs> friends. Yeah, they'll turn on you real quick, for sure. <laughs> I've always I've always been a fan of, uh, I've always been a fan of sharks, uh, personally. Yeah, nothing wrong with sharks. They say sharks would survive a uh, nuclear, like, uh, Armageddon. Really? Yeah, like, they, they won't, they would not be affected. Huh. I thought it was just uh, cockroaches, but I didn't know sharks were on the list as well. Yeah, yeah, sharks. Sharks are the oldest living, uh, oldest living species is amongst us. Ooh, like they go back. Like sharks were around in the dinosaur ice age and stuff. Yeah, and they didn't. Uh, they they survived huh. that. You know what I'm saying? Like the the sharks, they could survive anything. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but I I tweeted something out. It's pretty wicked, actually. As we, you know, you never know what this show's going to open up with. Uh, welcome to the Discovery Network as we talk about yeah, uh, Shark, hey, Shark Week. Exactly. That's why I keep people guessing. Uh, right? <laughs> well, you talked about the San Jose Sharks. I figured I'd share some knowledge yeah, with people. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if you remember. Probably not. Yeah, you, you hate social media as, uh, as I do, Abby. <laughs> social media is the stupidest term. There's nothing social about it. No, it's anti-social. It's called, like, <laughs> douchebag media. Yeah, jackass media. media, go F South media. Live in, live in your basement yeah. media. I'm a yeah, loser that lives with my mom in my basement, tweets all day media. Social media. <laughs> like, social means, like, nice. Hey, yeah, what's up? Exactly. Social. Hey, hey, how, you how you doing? Want to grab a beer, coffee? How you doing? How, how, how's the family? Exactly. That's not social. It's the, it's the opposite of. Totally. <laughs> but, you see, the good thing is what social media the good things about social media are like uh, when you get stuff like this. So Derek Lewis, UFC uh, UFC heavyweight, is uh, the 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 co-main event, uh, the main event actually with with Daniel Cormier. 
along with Chris Weidman and Jack Ray. But uh, Derek Lewis doing a uh, question uh, answer with the uh, with the fans. So it's supposed to be an open workout today. He he loved this guy. If you look him up, you know, you check check this guy. We'll talk about him a lot on the show today. But he's basically a big brother who like you know, he likes to eat and stuff. And so he was asked today by uh, by a fan. Uh, asked what he eats before the fight. If my wife is there, I eat ass. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming. No, I was no, expecting <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. spinach salad, something healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's what he eats before a fight. If my wife I like is it, there, yeah. I eat her ass. Low, low calorie. Nice. Yeah, see, Cardano's probably cringing right now. But what's I, yeah, he's like, I'm, just, than this. I'm, I'm just reporting. <laughs> The, the news. news sports of the day. Like exactly. The guy's the, the main event at Madison Square Garden. He jumped <laughs> a press conference, which he stayed in, you know. And I, I, you know, seems to think, though, huh? Like, remember Dwayne Wade and uh, yeah. you know, his, his wife? Yeah, the Abby Union chick was talking about uh, Dwayne Wade has a big game. She, uh, what's the best way of putting it? Yeah, she basically... Uh, Likes to go down, or uh, yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she, she, she. Yeah, exactly. She basically licks it. She gets lower. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for a way of saying I couldn't come with it. So, well, yeah. So I'm sure there's like the urban, uh, sure the urban uh, dictionary's got something on this, or you know, I don't know what they call it in Spanish Harlem with our boy Yang. Yang. You said you're going to give me a review of that chopped up burger, but we'll do that later on too. Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure. I bet I bet they thought it was uh, better. Like they told you it was better than you actually thought it was. That's my guess. Yeah, you you, you kind of guessed right. <laughs> I I know you, Marenzi. I know you know you are. You're, you're you're like that guy. You just like it simple. Like if, hey, I like I like my toast this way. I like my grilled cheese you this know, way. You know, don't mess with this. I know you. It all started with you. big man on campus. Yo, you got to go and check that, that, oh, yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. Corey lives there. Corey looked at me and he was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." Corey yeah, gave you, me the. <laughs> Corey gave me the. So I said, yeah. "You don't, know, Corey? Do you eat?" He goes, "I don't eat that stuff." <laughs> Corey's the best. Yeah, Corey's Corey the best. explained how, um, you know, it's basically uh, it's it used to be a late night uh, hood food basically, but now the hipsters have moved in, and yeah. uh, they they all love this stuff. Hipsters like yeah, these condo dudes <laughs> that came out from the suburbs to moved into the city. Now Yang was showing me a video of his uh, of his his place and stuff, man. It's nice. Oh, oh no! Well, uh, you got to keep your head up. I think. Oh, like, oh, 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 it's one of them. Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah head like, on a swivel. I think rap was invented like down the block. Oh, nice, nice. So Yang's from a yeah, yeah, yeah the rough first, area. Yeah, the rough first, area. The first rap song actually it was invented in. Well, it was, rap is actually ripped off from Aiken, dance hall music and stuff. You know, they were they were sort of rapping, but. What's the neighborhood? Is it in Queens? Like, where, like, is, is, where is it? Spanish? No, but is that where, like, rap, like, uh, oh, it's the Bronx. Right? Like, uh, what was the, you know, the first guy? It's like a jungle side. Don't push me because I'm close I'm to, close to, to the, the edge. edge. Yeah, I remember that. That video is awesome. Like, there's cops, like, looking at him with a billy club. We're going to get you. Yeah, we play that song if you can. That, that, that's, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff. So, yeah, so Derek Lewis, uh, Derek Lewis, that's that's a great. Uh, <laughs> I think what Derek Lewis also once did. I think Derek Lewis once heard to basically eating raw Rousey once. Oh, nice, nice. Even though he's a married man, I think he dropped something yeah. like that. Yeah, Lou from Gambler.com will join us. 
Who's the guy who said, uh, yeah, no, he took off your pants. He goes, why did you take off your pants? He goes, my balls is hot. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's him. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I think that, no, I dude, think like, he pretty much, yeah. you know, every time he speaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you another time he admitted that he crapped himself in the cage. Wow. He was doing like an interview, and he basically said, I got to go. I just, I just uh, shit myself here. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, no, like he basically said, or he said, they said, how was the fight? He goes, well, you know, I shit myself in between rounds, but he goes, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Per- yeah, like I got to look up Dick Lewis quotes. I'm sure like ours right now are firing off tweets at me. Like it's too good. Like the guy, and i tell you what, Cam, he's got a puncher's chance at uh, at plus 550. And you I love his shot. Up. So he does, does the open workout today. He decided to take questions from the fans <laughs> instead of working out. Awesome. <laughs> look, I'll retweet a picture of him. He's he's standing courtside at a Nick. He's like the Knicks are playing tonight. <laughs> he's on a mic like he's this guy. He's just he's too funny. This guy. And in the last, I remember actually, we lost money on his fight. I, we I bet on the last guy. I think so did you. I don't know if you recall. He was getting like the snot kicked out of him. Yeah. And he came back and knocked the guy out in the third round. Which says that's like every fight in the UFC almost. Yeah. <laughs> Feels that way. <laughs> Feels that way. Uh, I just I retweeted a picture of him. Uh, I'm going to your I'm going to your Twitter. Yeah, check out here. There he is he's nice. courtside. It's like doing an interview or something. I got. I'm going to find right now the list of uh, like a Derek Lewis. <laughs> he's, he's like if you weren't to know he's an MMA fighter, just sitting there with a toque on and a microphone. He just looks like you got you guy. If you look like at like down security, the street, like, the they're, looking, they're looking yeah. over. They're like, why is this guy? Like, why is his big brother like standing on the court? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. Like he doesn't look like he belongs there. He's got like a tracksuit. Oh, it's on. awesome! You're right. It's the best. <laughs> it's great. And the UFC, he basically said the other day. They said to him, uh, "So why do you deserve a title shot over over these other fighters?" And he he, he came out. He goes, "I really don't." <laughs> yeah. He goes. He goes. I really don't. But he goes. You know, they offered me the fight, so I was I wasn't going to yeah. say no. But but he goes. Yeah. For the opportunity. He goes. I admit, I'm not the number one contender. Basically, they threw him on there because he's entertaining. People like him. Look, we're talking about him right now. And um, I don't think they want to give my Oshik a rematch right now. I think that's what it's about. I don't think Cormier wanted to do it. Let me see. All right. Derek Lewis. Uh, Derek Lewis quotes. Yeah, so I look forward to Gamblu's, uh, Gamblu's uh, opinion on this. <laughs> see Cardano's message. Sometimes I for technical problems. <laughs> Shows off to a rip roaring star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 well, yeah. Like you I never said, know where it goes, Mike. You no, never know. No, well, we stood off. I don't know if you heard, Mike. But oh, sorry, I, that's Jay Shirky. Yeah, I spent the first, talking about sharks. Oh, that's it. I never got to what I want to say. I, read, I tweeted a story last year about these sharks that live in a volcano. Like they live in molten red hot water. That And they live in like a literally they live in the mountain. Like there's sharks. Imagine like you're in Hawaii or something. You look, oh, look at that nice mountain and we'll lava yeah. on top. Yeah, there's yeah, there. sharks in there. Like not in that one. They actually like nothing has survived this type of temperature. Now, generally sharks live in, in the ocean and they like cold water, right? Sharks like cold water. So um, they don't obviously they don't want to live in like boiling. It's like boiling. No, water. no it'd be like cooking a fish. But right? you, know what? You, don't, you, don't, you don't need that. They did. Unbelievable. <laughs> they Unbelievable. And they're not burnt or anything. Like, they basically adapted, Kim. Right? Like, they, they're invincible. Like I said, I'm a big fan of sharks. Uh, 
Well, think about it this way. Like, I'm right? not, I, don't, I don't want to be a jerk and stuff, but yep. I kind of get a laugh, actually, when a shark gets someone. I'm like... Well, like, a lot well, of the time, yeah, like said, taunt him. People you know, taunt I'm not him. talking about some innocent, uh, some innocent tourist yeah, that no, somewhere. You're talking about someone. There's a sign: "Beware of sharks." And somebody goes, "Ah, yeah, whatever." They go out there, oh, you know, crush, crush a couple beers on the beach. If you and go out into the, the middle of the ocean. Don't be surprised if you know yes. you run into a pissed off shark. Exactly. Like you're in his hood. Yeah, he's hungry. You know. <laughs> Oh, that's what you said. Like, that's the thing. Like, I cook lobster, put them in boiling water. So the fact that, like, a that's shark would, cruel. like, handle, hand, oh, that's, I know, it's not, it's not cool. I know, I wish they love seafood because it's not cool. And they shriek and stuff, too. But I find that, uh, I find that interesting, then, if uh, if a shark, you threw in something hot, he just survives. It's just, it, that tells you, man, resilient. What a resilient beast. All right, so this is Derek Lewis after his uh, UFC Fight Night 126 win in Austin. Um, asked uh, what uh, what's next for him after the fight. He said, I'm going to try to rest up a little bit uh, so I can be strong in the fourth and fifth round with my wife, the New Orleans native <laughs> said. He goes, I'm going to knock it out of the box. To my baby April, better get ready. I'm going deep. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go deep. <laughs> Multiple meetings. I'm trying to find the, uh, the other time. I'm trying to find the other time. He said something about, like, Ron Rousey that, like, people were like, what the hell did he just say? Like, all right, so here is they asked about uh, it was in the third round I wasn't tired at all. It was shocking. In the third round my ass is gas. But the fans right there. I really wasn't tired. Uh, I felt like I could throw the heat before the fight even started. My coaches already knew that I'm really going to turn it on. All right, so it goes on to talking about uh crapping himself. Like I said, like um Derek Lewis, he's pretty much got a title fight because of his comments. And Eddie can knock people out, right? He's called yeah. the Black Beast. Yeah, I heard it says, yeah, he goes, uh, where's Ronda Rousey's fine ass at? That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's great. You said it. Sometimes, that, and that, you know what that is? That's just smarts. Like, you're a guy who might not be the number one contender, but because you have so much charisma, because the fans love you, because you're a real guy, they're like, you know what? And you said it. It's a popularity con. What about, what about Askey? You talk about him. Oh, he's boring. Like, he's a great fighter, but he'll exactly. take you down and hump you and stuff. People aren't there. When, once you start up and down your own money, They'd rather see a guy with character, even if he's not well, the Derek, number one guy. Like you said, That's the bottom line. Yeah. Derek Lewis is headlining Madison Square Garden this Saturday. Right? Yeah, because he's an entertainer. People yeah. love him. You, you can say what you want, but he's headlining, right? And it, it's too bad. That's where right now, nothing against Derek Lewis, but that's why the UFC is somewhat kind of a joke now. It's you know, it used to be like even when you used to cover it, and we used to go to the events and yeah. and stuff. It used to be about the fights. Like, the, you know, there was, there was smack talk, and, you know, Rampage Jackson would do his thing, a few entertainers. But, it, you know, it was basically you fought somebody, and then after that, you fought the next tough guy. It was already almost set up. It was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. If you beat uh, Chuck Liddell, you're fighting Rampage after this. Yep. You know, in three months. And there was no, and, you know, basically you didn't have to be an idiot to, to have big fights. If you won, you had big fights. Now, it doesn't really matter if you win. You can win. There's guys that win all the time. Like, look at Khabib. That was his first title shot. Yep. I mean, the guy was obviously the best in the world, but they didn't want to give him a title shot because they knew, whatever, he's boring. So, you know, or he doesn't, you know, he's not entertaining out of the cage or whatever. It's all like the Colby Covington guy's a jackass who, like, says ridiculously stupid things, and he's been fast-tracked. You know, Mike Perry is a racist that says stupid things. Never been punished. Fast-tracked. Conor McGregor, 
is who he is because he runs his mouth. And now everybody wants to be so, the next Connor by running their yeah, mouth. But that's it. That's it. And that's it. That's I, the bottom I just line. this crap out. Like, they're all exactly. just clowns to me when they do this crap. Like, Derek Lewis is actually funny and genuine. He's not putting on an act. You know what I mean? He's like, he's just a genuine guy. He also helped people during the, uh, the floods in Houston, too. Like, That's he's cool. from Houston. Yeah, he was literally, like, carrying dogs out and stuff like that. Like, he's, he's an interesting dude. There we go. Yeah, this is nice. Old school. It's great. All right, we're going to have to uh, keep playing it on the other side because uh, we're not getting words here. Yeah. Unless this is the karaoke version. Probably. Game time decisions. <laughs> Ready and Rage Radio continues. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844 844- 843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rich Radio. I just, uh, I just tweeted out the sharks living in a volcano. Pretty badass uh, stuff uh, right there. All right, our boy Yang spinning the tunes uh, here. Uh, we told you we need to lay off the Bon Jovi, Yang. <laughs> Starting to upset the listeners. <laughs> uh, we played Bon Jovi once, and now, now you know, uh, he, Yang's a yeah, big Bon Jovi fan, though. He grew he up, is. he had, like, Bon Jovi posters on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> bon Jovi posters, that's great. Yeah, I don't <laughs> No, he, he's more of a hip-hop guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Yang, Yang wasn't kicking it to uh, to Bon Jovi. Live, living on a prayer. Yeah. yeah li- living on a prayer. All right. So as you say, it was a pretty nice night last night. Came up there with the NBA picks. It's interesting. Yeah. John, John Raptors were killing it last night. And then um, they let Philadelphia back in. Yeah, it. they did. They did. And I was thinking, oh, no, am I going to get backdoored in this game? Nope, but you then, were not. And the Raptors went on like a big 10, 12 nothing run. Near the end of the game, they ended up uh, convincingly uh, convincingly beating the Philadelphia 76ers. And the Raptors really are legitimate uh, legitimate contenders. You know, I th- I, you know it's going to come down to them in Boston, I believe. Milwaukee are a good team. But I watched the Raptors last night, and defensively, they're, they're a suffocating team. Like, they actually broke. They broke the Philadelphia 76ers like Will last night. And... I saw them do the same thing to the Celtics early in the year when they played that big game yep. on a Friday night against them where the Celtics just got frustrated, and you can see it. They start sh- taking bad shots, and, you know, you can see the frustration. They start making faces, and look last night, uh, Ben Simmons, as great as he is, he had a triple-double. Yeah, the triple-double was he had 11 turnovers. Like ben yeah, Simmons exactly. forced him into 11 turnovers. Last you hear what he night. said, too. You hear what he said. And you know Ben Simmons. He'd be a guy that, uh, you know, sometimes people the wrong way his teammates. He, you, you wouldn't believe the press conference, the things he said about Kawhi Leonard. He used to say, 
this guy is just a freak defensively. Like he goes, we don't know where like first points in that game. Like we just couldn't do anything. Like we had nothing. And that's the thing. Like he just complimented him, Gabe. And that's, that's, that's a lot of praise. This is early on in the season. This is great news for the Raptors because as you know, being a huge Raptor fan, their MO, a lot of the time they'd be really loose defensively. That's the thing. They could score points, but other teams would just go up and down. Now with Leonard, whole different ballgame too. And you said it, Serge Ibaka, totally different player, man. He's absolutely pissed. Like he made a deal. It's like, you know what? I, I, I came to camp. I'm ready to rock. Last year was so brutal. It was an embarrassment. Like he is a total professional now. And he, yeah, you said it. I thought you brought up a great point yesterday. There were so many things going on in his mind affected him on the floor. He's a different guy. It's like night and day now with him. So think about the depth this team has now, buddy. It's huge. Yeah, you know, I think he had some personal, like I said, he had some personal issues he was dealing with uh, last year. And listen, the Raptors just unraveled. I've always said that no matter what team you are, the, the, the ending is never pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are teams that lose in the playoffs. They can, you can have a great run. It's like breaking up, man, with somebody. It's never, it's never fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, yes. Like the Dodgers had a hell of a run, but the last game was ugly. They got routed. It was over. They were never. They rolled over. You know what I mean? Like the Cleveland Cavaliers lost. LeBron James goes out, sort of with a whimper. You know what I mean? You'll see you know, the, the the Vegas Knights last last year. Hell of a season. They really got steamrolled, and it was just you know, it was over. I'm just stating, like, when it's when it's over, it's over. When Carolina lost the Super Bowl, it's over. You know, once in a while, you'll get those sort of shock losses, what just happened. But most most of the time, teams will unravel for real. You know, all the problems that they had masked throughout the year finally become evident. And that was the deal. And the Raptors, they didn't turn on themselves, but as we saw, there was a lot of, lot of tension in that room. You know, Masai Ujiri was blaming DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Dwayne Casey, basically, and Masai Ujiri were going head-to-head. I think Casey was tired of it and being blamed. Uh, Masai Ujiri was, was pissed off. Everybody was Pibaka was pissed. Then DeRozan was upset because he was the one who was getting blamed for this. Kyle Lowry wakes up angry, right? Like, they, yep. you know, everyone was angry to get with at the end last year. So I think, you know, with hindsight, it was for the best. They have a new coach. The Rosen's, you know, happy in, in San Antonio. The Raptors got yeah. Kawhi Leonard. But speaking of the Raptors, both you and I, uh, last night we were talking about Siakam uh, on Line Block Live from a DFS perspective. And, yep. what you know, what did we talk about on Monday night, whenever it was, two nights ago, Monday night, he had 44 DK points for $3,900. And then last night he was $3,900 again. And we said, well, you got to take him, but... I don't expect four, four DK points, but I still expect some production for $3,900 from him. Man, there he was again. Uh, 15 and 15, Cam. 15 rebounds, 15 points, 42 um, DFS points last night for, for $3,900. But it goes to show how the the NBA DFS player is smarter than the football guy, where it's basically all sharks. He's owned by 45% of people. You know, like basically, like the, yeah, that's, that's the average jump. guy doesn't even know who Pascal Siakam is. Some skinny kid that played in New Mexico State from Toronto. And for the record, like he he's from Toronto, guys actually too. So he plays for the Raptors, but he's actually from the area as well. So no one knows who the hell this guy is. But look, the DFS players do. He was on forty five percent ownership last night. 
Yeah, and, and you talk about it. And the one thing about it is, too, we've seen, like, Blake Griffin, for example, when we're doing the DFS hour, go from, like, you know, he started off, like, mid-5,600 five, 5, to 6,400. Like, what was he last night? 7,200 or 7,600? You know, he consistently goes up. Evan and the Fournier. Out, yeah, I know. Fournier, 15. Yeah, he, yeah, see, that's not going to – you said it, and that's not going to get it done. All the other guys, I know, mid-40s, mid-40s. Like, it was, it was amazing. And then Fournier did nothing. Well, sort of underachieved. Kemba Walker – it was okay, but not enough. We didn't get the value back with Kemba. We, you know, we were a little short with Kemba, 37 points. Uh, Pascal Siakam was the best player of the night, 42.75 for only $3,900. Uh, both of you and I both talked about Sergi Baca and how he balked playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he's back to being a, a strong fantasy player and a good reality player. I mean, look, dude, 38... Um, 37, uh, depending on the, on the site, but 36 to 38 uh, fantasy points. He was owned by about 12% of the people, but eight rebounds, 16 yep. points uh, for $5,100 is nice production. And it's funny, Ken, what do we talk about Mike Conley? This guy just wakes up with 35 DK points. Yep. It's crazy. 37 Solid. points, just another night for him, but only owned by 5%. So that, that was a nice play. Uh, you know, John Wall, we came only owned by 5%. John Wall gave me 42 points. So we were on to this, actually, but... Kemba Walker, we could have had a little bit more juice from. Ed Fournier was a bust at 15 points. I rolled the dice with Jonathan Isaac uh, with the Magic. He was cheap. He gave us 16 points. You know, he gave us something, but it wasn't good enough last night, Cam. It just wasn't good enough. No, it, was, it wasn't It wasn't good enough last night. And we had uh, actually, you know who did good? Buddy Heald, Gabe. He was a pretty cheap price, and he put up some good numbers last night, too. So I'm going to keep an eye on him. But you said it. We look at up and down the lineup. We had overachiever, overachiever. But you get two or three guys that don't cut it. And you know, you said it. I've been noticing the DFS. I find the same way with golf. Like basketball players, they're sharp. Like they know. Like I, I thought I'm the only guy on like talking about Cam Champ. Guys know who he is. They watch the web.com yeah, tour. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm like I'm thinking it's gonna be like you know like two percent ownership, and it turns out to be like fifteen or DFS twenty. DFS players These know guys more are smart. than the common fan do. Yes, they do. Because like, they're, they're also smart people. They're smart people and sports fans. They take their knowledge and numbers and watch the games. Well, that's a lethal combination when you're a bright guy. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent they're way smarter than the dominant. So for DFS tonight, basketball, and for betting on basketball tonight, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a train wreck this evening. Yeah, no Jimmy Butler tonight? Yeah, well, Jimmy, you got to the Jimmy Butler situation, in which uh, Jimmy Butler basically took himself out of the lineup. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like the, the, the management came to him and said, all right, we're going to rest you tonight. He basically went to them, and he just said, I'm not playing. He said, I'm not playing tonight. And I think he said I might not play. I might not play on Friday either. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So the the T Wolves are trying to cover this up and state that it was a mutual decision that he's a little banged uh, up. I think so much. I think it's his decision that he's basically said, "I told you guys to trade me. You didn't trade me, and there's nothing they can do." But you know, basically, if he just says I'm injured. What are they going to do? That's right. Hey, see, that's the thing. You bring up, that's the point I wanted to talk to you about. It's the thing. He could say, hey, you know, my back hurts, my ankle hurts, I got an injury here. What are you going to do, right? If you're the Timberwolves, though, I could tell you one thing. If this guy's going to keep on sitting out, Gabe, I'd want a doctor's opinion. I'd want a second opinion and go, you know what? This is a load of horseshit. This guy's yeah, not hurt. We are, we are paying him, exactly. Yeah. So They are paying him money. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing. To so, me, yeah, they're paying him money. It's a battle for Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, and how he's handled this. Another thing is, if you want oh, to be handled like a, he's handled like like a child. Yeah, maybe. but if you want to be traded so badly, why the hell did he wait until before the season starts? Yeah, an- another great. So point. seven days before the season, starts, he has a meltdown in practice, threatens everybody, and demands to be traded. 
like, dude, why don't you do this like in the mid in in summertime and tell them, listen, it's all working out here for me. Like, let's do something. The Houston Rockets are going to be desperate enough to do something, and I think I think they're close. I mean, look, you look at the Rockets, Cam, they're getting blasted on a nightly basis. Oh, I know. Terrible. Chris Paul and Eric Gordon can't hit a death shot. James Harden puts up points, but he doesn't play defense. Even when you get Harden back, it's like, all right, now you guys will just lie scoring games now. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? lose, like, lose to the over. Yeah. It's like, now, nah, nah. no, it's it, no, there's yeah. a problem there, and there's a lot of, and you said it, like, you look at the guys in their team, too. They don't have that one, like, badass guy kind of, like, who can s- settle things down or whatever. It's just, it's like playground ball. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go up and, sc- you know, score 38 points. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to chuck. I'm going to chuck. I'm going to chuck. Who cares about Antonio anything else? said but today he doesn't have answers. They said, what's wrong? He goes, I don't know. Well, you're the coach, so you better figure <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, get somebody who plays some damn defense. It's not buddy. that they're just losing, dude. There's teams that, you know, like the Lakers. The Lakers have lost some heartbreakers. They've been in games. It's like, yeah, they're 2-5, and five, but you can't say, oh, yeah, the Lakers are a disaster this year. Like, you, you know, it's too early to say that. But, uh, you you know, you, you look at them, and it's just it's a train wreck already. And, you know, so tonight with Minnesota, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler not going to play. He's out. Now, Andrew Wiggins. Looks like Wiggins is going to be out. Now, I don't know if it's confirmed yet. We'll keep our eye on this. Oh, no, no. Now they're saying that he should play. That Wiggins is expected to play. Thibodeau says, we don't know about Jeff Teague. Um, Oh, yeah, Jeff Teague is out right now. So, basically, we know that Teague is out. We know that Butler's out. So, for it's six and a half points now. Utah are laying six and a half on the road. For fantasy purposes, you know, you've got Cat there. You've got Towns. But, really, Derrick Rose becomes big time into play here at $4,900, guys. And I don't know if your sports book will have any props for Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose will put some numbers up tonight. Derrick Rose puts numbers up when he plays, when he gets on the floor. For sure. You do. And, and, and to your early point about Houston, too, they were playing a Portland team back. Like, you know what I mean? Not just yeah. like a game, like waiting for them to play. They were at home with Portland, who was in Indiana, had to travel to Houston, and they lose the game 104 to 85. The Rockets look like junk. They're winless at home, Houston. They can't, yeah, they one can't in five. I know. No, they, haven't won, man. they haven't won a game I, at home yet. That's sickening. It's with the talent that they or have. Or did they win once? Stupid. Did they win one game? They're one in five. So I don't know if they won the game at home or not. But uh, Oh, no. Okay, no, at home they didn't. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. You know what's strange is, uh, is uh, Utah. Yeah, Utah haven't um, Utah haven't won a home game yet. And, and that you think they have like huge home home advantage over many teams going to there? That's a tough place to get a W. That's a very tough place. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it makes no that makes I can't even like I don't even, that doesn't even make any sense. To Utah been impeccable uh, on the road. Like, Utah, I believe they're four and zero on the road. Let's see, uh, Utah. Let's see, uh, Utah, yeah, 4-0 and on the road, 0-2 at home, Utah Jazz. It's a bizarre huh. world. That is bizarre world. Well, we talked about that in the NFL before. The Saints used to be like that. Yeah, they Houston. were the softest team on the road, and then now on the road, the, the New Orleans Saints are world beaters. Houston. They're wicked on, they're wicked at, uh, on the road. Are 1-5. Houston yep. are 1-5, but they're 0-4 at home. They're 1-1 on the road. Thing is, they're getting massacred. That's, you know, That's the like thing. They're I not said. just losing yeah. games. They're getting killed. They're getting killed. Yeah, they're not in it at all. They're, they're, it's crazy because they really were one win away from going to the NBA Finals and knocking off the Warriors uh, last year. They probably would have won the title if they were able to do it, but it's amazing. You know, they've traveled. I've never been a big Harden fan. Harden doesn't play defense, and they're, that's why they're desperate to get Jimmy Butler in here. They want Butler to come in and sort of mask you know, their weaknesses, but 
Jimmy Butler is overrated. He is. I mean, what, what did he do for the Bulls? And I got to tell you what something, do do too. He's yeah, nothing. No, no, that's the thing. Like, he, he can play, but he never put these teams over the top. And another point is, look at the personality that he has, Gabe. It's not like he's a guy that will come in, hey, guys, you know, let's rally around this. Let's start playing some defense. This guy's a me, 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 me guy going to a team that has a lot of guys like that, too. It might be a train wreck chemistry-wise, too. They'll guarantee this move's even going to work if it happens. Well, I think, I think you know, he'll get frustrated playing. He has to know what he's getting, getting into this. Chris Paul is a deep, Chris Paul's a good defensive player, but Chris Paul's not getting any younger. Like, Chris Paul needs to be a complimentary player, not, not a go-to guy. It's too early to panic button if you're Houston, but like we said, it's not like they're losing a bunch of close games and they can just say, well, all right, it's all right, you know, we'll be fine. It's like, no, we're losing by 27 every night. We're getting killed. We yeah. look like a horrible, horrible team. Now, the skin of uh, horrible teams, the Knicks are getting six tonight. On their home you like court. The Nick? No, I like the Pacers, but I don't want to lose six. <laughs> well, you've been pretty hot. You've been hot in the basketball right now, and it's funny. I was going through the schedule. There's only one. There was 11 games in the National Hockey League last night. One tonight. <laughs> I think mix it. You have one game. Like you just started this one game. Okay, Chicago and Vancouver. I don't know what these guys are smoking, but uh, it's it's believable. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. that I, the Pacers are a weird team. Like they had control of that game against the uh, Portland game, and they kind they kind of pissed it away. Like it was it was really weird. Like they go they go on weird spurts. They're on fire for a while, and they just can't score. Then they're on fire, then they can't score. Like they really like you're in the enemy of streaky. If I if I lose this one, if I lose this total, then so be it. But I'm done. Uh, you know the Pacers and the Knicks should be able to get over 207 points. In the modern NBA, it's just a little bit too low uh, right now. You know, it's a tough it's a tough NBA card tonight. Look, last night we were on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Pistons were getting eight and a half points at Boston. They ended up losing by, what, three? I think it was 108-105. Yep. So, yep. Uh, anyways, we covered the number. Now Detroit are here in Brooklyn tonight. Yes. And the Brooklyn Nets are laying three points. I want to take Brooklyn. I think it's a bad spot for Detroit, but yeah. I'm not rich it's enough to. to be laying points with the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's a horrible spot for Detroit on the back-to-back and play Boston tough, but no, I have no confidence yeah, in Brooklyn. I, 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 I can't do that. Pass, pass, pass. The Denver Nuggets are eight favorites. Chicago are very bad, but they are. I'm not laying eight points on the road with the Denver Nuggets. No. The they Nuggets, just got Chicago... The Chicago Nuggets got smoked good. by Golden State, too. Yeah. Uh, Golden State went into Chicago and beat them like they slapped them around. Well, so. everyone's beating up on Chicago. Yeah. Right now. It's, like it's true. It makes me wonder how I keep going under. Chicago going up an average of 190 points a game. Denver have been very good on the road. Denver uh, Denver won and won. They lost that game to, uh, to the Lakers, but Denver have been better on the road in past years than it's to be. Game time positions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
game time decision to continue fantasy sports radio yeah. network hollow edition yeah i gotta turn out my lights really nice i gotta turn off my lights make sure the kids don't know i'm here can't leave my post when i'm ringing my bell yeah you live like in a suburb like where kids can that's the your thing post, yeah don't tell yeah, me the creepy guy don't tell creepy me you, single guy don't tell me you let them uh <laughs> Yeah, you're not single, you know. You uh, yeah, you you know what I mean, though. I'm not. I like like I'm the guy with the like yeah, everybody yeah, got yeah. cut out pumpkin. Like I'm I'm the guy. Just not say you're well. a creepy like, guy. You don't have to throw it. Say you got a girlfriend. You're just a creepy guy. <laughs> just just creepy. Just a creepy guy. No, you're not creepy. I, no, thanks, buddy. Uncle Creepy. No, but uh, I figure you as the type of guy that would. Would say, you know what, I'm going to get candy for the kids. But you decided to turn lights off tonight, so you're one of those guys yeah. that... It was actually more Lisa Don't, don't you like shame when you hear your doorbell ring and you're like, all right, don't uh, move. They're going to see us in the window. Like, don't, don't you feel exactly. kind of bad at that point? I, Dude, babe, that's a great... That's a, that, you know what? Excellent, excellent analysis. Like every that's time, exactly, ding dong. I want to go down and say, hi, dog, It's going to be like, yeah. uh... Yeah, I even bought... You know what I did? I bought... I didn't want to spend, like, the twelve ninety nine on the on the quality pack with the crunchy and the crispy crunch or whatever. So, you know what I did? They had, like, a mini pack of turtles, right? It's got, like, 20 pieces in there. So, if there's kids lingering around after 7 o'clock when I finish, I'll just chuck them a couple. Lisa's like, don't go and buy candy for the kids. It's just a waste of money. You know? I'm just like, you don't seem to understand. I live in a cul-de-sac here. That's what... That's what you do. You hit all the units in the building, right? There, that's it's Halloween time. But anyway, I'll turn lights down. You know, like Babano Gabe, we can't leave the post. Yeah, gotta but, stay here. Yeah, see, you know, when you live in a condo, you're protected from kids and stuff. You don't, you know, you don't have to worry. No one's yeah, bringing, yeah, because you know, they do it. They do the Halloween. They don't they go to the concierge and you, you, can, you know what they do in, in her building? It's kind of like you meet on the yeah. floor and you dress up and then, hey, kids, here's the candy. You're right because they don't, they don't go up floor to floor. Here well, you times, can walk around though. Time, times yeah. have changed too. Like, oh, parents really don't trust. You know, parents really don't. It's different now. You know, like we're, it's you know, kids used to walk around alone and stuff in the seventies and eighties, and now, oh yeah, now we're in a different time. So you said now they're more events. You know, they'll have a house event at the at the stadium or the arena, right? And uh, these haunted yeah. houses and stuff. Kids knocking on people's doors is. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in some nice yeah. neighborhoods still, but I think for the most part, it's a fading. It's a fading deal. No, no, right. no one wants to eat like some stranger candy here anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's before, another. Well, yeah, that's another thing too. Is, people are psychopaths. Yeah, another thing though is when we were younger, and I remember we used to go out. First of all, people, bigger kids used to beat up other kids, take their pillow sacks and candy. That was just the norm. We used to be smart. You gotta and be go, a real to do that. Yeah, I would never do that to anybody. You know, I, I've had it happen to me though before. I it was it was the worst Halloween ever. It happened once where me and my buddies were there. These huge guys on BMXs. They just took us out and took our candy. It pissed me off. But yeah, you said it back in the day. You used to get like people giving out fruit. Like, are you kidding me? You if you gave out somebody an apple today, you could almost like call call the news department. Say what the and there's like I remember before like people used to put in like razors and bobby yeah, pins. Yeah, there was a lot of psychos. Yeah, the apple. Yeah, yeah, it's the oldest trick in the book, right? So. But now, like, I think parents are a lot more. You said it. It's a different world now. I know, but I'm holding. Diligence. I'm holding they're, they're, some. Uh, I'm holding some mini M and M's here in my hand right here right now that uh, the hotel gave out downstairs in the lobby. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, they nice. actually have like a. a, a I said a hello to the doorman when I came yeah. in this morning, and they offered me some some chocolate, so I took it. So I took the the M and M's, but you know, you could easily like take a syringe, poke a slight hole through. Lace an M&M with something. Who's going to know? I don't know. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I could, even, I could even poison right now on these M&Ms. Well, another thing is they used to do it too. Like, remember the treats? So, the, so fruit that's a no-no now. Where guys used to put in like razors and, and like little and stuff like that. And another thing that you used to be able raisins. They used to give away those raisins. sun-made raisins. Yeah, you pop up the box. And what am I? What am I? A senior citizen? Do I need to go to the box of no. raisins? Is the worst uh, possible oh, Halloween? I, thing I, I agree. I, I agree. You give I a kid agree. a box of raisins, you deserve to get your windows like egged yeah, after. Egged. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like right. Like that yeah. old Halloween. Like, what was? What do you call it? It's the night before Halloween. What Devil's night. Devil's night. Is it called Devil's night. Yeah, it's called Devil's Night. Yeah, it is. It's just Devil's Night. I don't know if they came up with a more creative name, but yeah, that's what I call it. The night before, where people uh, really get going, egg a lot of houses. So I've heard it called uh, yeah. Matt too. Matt night. Yeah, Matt yeah. night. It's like because uh, yeah. you, you know it's the old um, you burn a bag of uh, crap on someone's doormat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The old burning feces routine. Yeah, yeah that's you don't see that one. You set a bag of crap on fire. You ring the doorbell. <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong. They come uh, out. Honestly, they they stop honestly, on the bag to put it out. Right. If I saw yeah, it's, 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 you, that's me. the old classic Halloween gag. Uh, I'll tell you something. You start I'm a fire with like some dog crap in a bag, and then the guy comes out and stops on the bag. If I saw a kid throw like burning feces at my door and I and I caught them, like that's the, right, you do that. I you know, out in Yang's neighborhood, you're gonna you're gonna end up in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you're gonna end up with a metal in your body. Exactly. Just don't don't be doing that to people. That's not cool. Eggs is one. I actually had. A, I, I so had you're saying that if some teenagers threw like dog shit on your window, I'd you wouldn't have a problem like smacking a kid in the face with a golf club? No. That's uh, a little extreme, but I think I, I I think I have a right to at least take a swing. You can, dog crap, you know how hard that is to get out, and it, and it, lingers, it lingers. I told you I used to have a tenant. He was a little bit crazy, right? Like I think I think he was doing kind of like how you say uh, Lucky Steve. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got anything else going on on the side, like we talk about. But I know my bu- buddy. He's kind of a weird dude. I wasn't sure if he was like a male kind of like dancer or did whatever stuff. He he lived at my place for a while, and I remember the room got egged. And I've been here for 12 years, and I've never had any problems with, like, anybody. But when he moved in, like, weird things were happening. <laughs> I had to wipe, wipe, wipe off the eggs and stuff. I'm like, I think it's this guy, Pat, I know. Like, he's just kind of crazy. Like, And I don't, I didn't know what he was doing at night, and he'd, like, be gone all weird hours and stuff. Like, it's different with Joe. Going to the casino and stuff. Like, I, I know him. He's just doing his thing. Well, I told, anyway, I told yeah. people <clears throat> I got uh, the best way I didn't egg someone. Actually, I did, though. I egged the guy's car. But... Uh, and this wasn't as a kid at Halloween. I was an adult. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got into a feud with, like, a landlord dude. And um, he basically, like, threatened to, like, hit my girlfriend at the time. That's, so that's I, I nearly got into a fight with the guy. Except the thing is, the guy was, like, an old man. You know, so I would have. Yeah, like, you couldn't really. Yeah, yeah you but couldn't, the thing is, couldn't knock he, him he, out. He was no wuss. He was, like, a real jerk old man. But a strong, like, jerk old dude. Old man strength. Oh, and he was yeah. mouthy and whatever. So I wanted to get him, but I couldn't. So uh, I told the story. Like, the guy loved his garden so much, and uh, he lived a couple of blocks over. So basically, I went. I went to Canadian Tire, and uh, I told him I need, uh, I got some real nasty weed issues. I need to yes, you, renovate. Yeah, you got, some, you got, got the Rid-X. Yeah. That stuff burns a hole through anything, uh, dude, and it's strong. I, I poured, like, so many chemicals <laughs> on this guy's lawn. basically. <laughs> Then I walked by a couple of days later, and I saw him and his wife all just hot, and all their flowers were dead and everything like that. Yeah, too bad. You shouldn't have threatened uh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to hurt your girlfriend. Yeah, I, I did, I I did give, the old. You know what? I'm the judge. I give you the decision on I that did, one. Yeah. You don't talk about hitting a lady. No I did way. the old uh, destroy the lawn gag. <laughs> yep.
A great one. Great. It's like oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's like on The Simpsons when uh, Bush moves across the street, Homer, and they're feuding. Yeah. And oh, yeah Bush, memoir, Bush is yeah. doing the donuts like on the front lawn. Yeah. And Marge is like he's she's just Bush is destroying Homer's lawn. Marge goes, I think uh, I think George Bush is lost, and uh, Homer's like he's not lost, <laughs> but he's destroying destroying lawn. That's when they went to the the warfare. Uh, in the tunnels after. So I wonder how many people in Philly were actually gritty today, actually, for Halloween. That would have been a good, uh, that that would have been good. Oh, gritty? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great costume. Like, it, I know a lot of people have issues with, like, older people dressing up and stuff like that. I, I really don't care. Like, I'm going to take the different approach on it. I know it's like, oh, you know, he's an adult, whatever. It's one day a year. If you want to get your fuck on and do whatever the hell you want, like, you know what I mean? People are into this crap. Like, no, know, I don't I'm have not, a problem with it. I now, just, I'm not into vampires or any of that stuff, but if that's your big, you know, go for it. You know, you like to go play Dungeons and & Dragons and, and get your freak on once a year. Like, I don't really like, oh, adults dressing up. And it's nice. When I see when I used to see the parents dress up as the kids as, like, Spongebob and stuff, it was cool. It's like, hey, man, that's good good effort you put in there. I think about it differently, Gabe. That's my take. Uh, Ryan, I like it. Ryan Hanger says, uh, I always knew it is Devil's Night. Giving away quality candy is a way to make sure local kids don't prank you out. Yes. Yeah, it great, is true. Great read. I'm gonna, re- I'm yeah. gonna retweet. Yep. Yeah, and you're a loser. Gives away fruit and raisins. You're gonna get your bell rung. I know, but you, you're the, candy. you're the type of guy. They're gonna say, "Look, I can see a shadow." You're gonna be watching TV, not answering the door. Yeah, it's actually no, no, I won't, Gabe, because you know what? The TV, it just the wall there. It's just at the right spot where they can't see. If they look in, they'll just see the wall up top. There's a wall blocking the TV to where I'm doing uh, the radio show at, at the living room table with the box. Very they disappointed, Cam. They can't see me here. They very, can't. Very see disappointed. Me. Why don't you give them beers? You got beer in your fridge? <laughs> yeah, that's the, anybody over 13. You want a you want a cold one? Hey, have a Coors Light when the on. Kids me. come over, just drop a Coors can of Coors Light in. Between you and me, kid. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Yeah, I wonder like, how long it would be before the cops would get charged. Like, uh, uh, oh, I'd be a yeah, local, lo- local guy. Yeah, local man guy. giving Give alcohol. Beer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the other lame one was in the old days was um, was pennies. Caramels. Like, oh, yeah, like, pennies. A, a kid pennies, comes to your yeah. door, give him a penny. Oh yeah, but that nigga's gonna throw the penny at your window after. Like, oh, of course he is. Oh, well, remember what we used to do, Gabe? It was uh, that it was that foundation called UNICEF. So I I remember when we were kids, like you had a costume. Our, our local school did it in public school. So you had a box, right? And you carry it on a string. You wear it around your neck, and people would put in quarters, and the money would go to poor people, like you know that, that like a church would sponsor and stuff. But kids got on that too. Like some rich families would give away like the loonies and toonies, and kids would get beaten up because they had too much money in their UNICEF box, right? So that that idea went to, went to the birds too it's crazy kids are walking out with money around their neck it's like okay yep there you go there you go there you go i'm with you another did one you, by my man did Pe- you peanuts peanuts are a loser thing to give too like don't give me shell peanuts like that's yeah kids don't like that i have mine now no. peanuts all right but yeah i know i like ballpark did you ever steal like, like a kids unicef change box never never done that no did you ever no. consider in my, lowest, in, in my lowest moves no no i no i never did consider i'm not that. gonna that's lie something like, people in my neighborhood that. like I remember, like, telling my buddy that's not cool. Like, I remember I knew a dude. No, it's not cool. It's not up. cool. I saw it. I knew a dude walked up and just, like, started taking boxes of change out of little kid's hands, man. <laughs> horrible. Wasn't that's me. horrible. I wasn't there either, but I saw him <laughs> after. Shaggy wasn't. <laughs> I saw him after, and he had a big laugh about it and stuff. I was yeah, like, dude. It's not like, funny. You're, yeah, like, you're, on, steal- you're, like, you're stealing money from poor 
over from Brooklyn. No, but that's what cool. he goes. He's like, he's telling me. He goes, you really think they send that money anywhere? He goes, they it's do. all a scam. He goes, uh, no. I, I just took it instead. <laughs> no, he's wrong. I said, buddy, you're stealing like pockets. <laughs> No, it's not a scam. That one's actually real. Like churches, like get that money and they send it, and they yeah, they give they give poor kids stuff. They give them like T-shirts and you know better drinking water. And what's stuff. what's yeah, no, what's, no. what's the age cut off like that uh, kid? Like I think uh, I'm saying uh, ten. I was gonna say I was gonna say ten, ten eleven twelve ten years old. L- little leniency, but yeah, ten ten's a good number. Yeah, once you get into your teens, no, no, twelve too early. Cool. Cool. At some point, yeah. you got to let the kid know that you know you're welcome to the real world, kid. I think 10, 10's a good age for that. You're five, what, what about the assholes making you sing song? <laughs> yeah, I'd say, yeah, yeah, what, I got to sing what? for my chocolates? Well, you got people, what, sing a song uh, for me? No, I, I've seen, I've seen, I've had that happen before when I was a kid. I got to yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. really remember trick-or-treating. Like, uh, no, not at all? No, like, I, I do, I, there was a, I have a picture when I was a kid. So, basically, like, in, when I was four or five years old or something like that, but... I don't have a ton of memories of, of trick-or-treating. I don't know if I lived in neighborhoods yeah. where it didn't really whatever, but I, I really don't have that much of a memory. But I won a contest before, Gabe, but I don't even want to tell you what I did. Like, you're going to think of me differently, but I dressed up uh, my buddy's sister. She was a little bit chunkier, too. I dressed up as uh, one of those brownies. You know what I mean? Like those whatever. So I had, like, the hat going on and, like, whatever, the whole outfit, well, the you were satchel. Like a, you with were the, like a Girl yeah. Scout. Yeah, Girl Scout. Yeah, yeah. I won a contest. I remember at school, it was like back in the day, it was like $100 and a gift certificate for Lime Rickies. Remember that restaurant, Lime Rickies from Montreal? And you won? You, you had the best <laughs> yeah, costume? Yeah, I won. I was like, look at, look at Cam. He's a, he dressed up as a girl guide brownie. Yay, I win. Yeah, I had a lot of good costumes when I was younger. I was that is TV, pretty disturbing. All sorts. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, yeah. <laughs> pretty disturbing. Well, I just, yeah, I'm glad I don't see yeah, any pictures yeah, yeah. of that. You know? no, 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 don't worry. There won't be any. There won't be any. Yeah, so, um, yeah, kids in Philadelphia are going as gritty. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to yeah, go with gritty. most popular Halloween costumes in Philadelphia, gritty. Um, social media users, it. uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Social media users were not so nice to gritty when the uh, Flyers unveiled him. Uh, but he's actually become a, an overnight sensation. He really has been, too. Like Gritty's, like, uh, really gotten everywhere. Uh, now Philadelphia can't get enough of the new mascot. He's appeared on street art protest signs and wedding cakes. Imagine getting like that's your wedding cake. Well, with gritty, yeah. There's a gritty wedding cake. <laughs> that's awesome. She looks pretty good. I like it too. I like his big googly eyes. I think he's great. I yeah, so him. it's great. There's just yeah, kids from all <laughs> over the area. <laughs> Some great stuff. There's a little kid. He's the Philly fanatic. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with this either. Let the yeah. kids have a good time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's what I'm saying, right? Holiday. Everyone's ba ba humbug. Like, with, with the crap that's going on in the world today, like, and we just, uh, let, 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 like, really? I, I, I think we should be able to go out, you know, if a kid and their pa- family get some real chocolate. That's the thing, though. Great point by Haynes earlier. Don't, 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 don't do the raisins, the, the bad hard caramels, the loser candy. Just if you're going to do it, do it right. Straight guy Just says, I heard bars. Jenny and Fer- Forrest Gump are popular yeah. with couples. Who's Jenny? Oh, Jenny. Jenny was the girl he married, right? Remember oh. Jenny, Jenny. The one she was you know what's going to come to a surprise to people? Mm. I've never seen a movie Forrest Gump. You've never seen Forrest Gump? Never seen Forrest Gump. Wow. Really? Huh. Oh, this is Forrest. See, is this you? 
Oh, so Greg Sussman and his wife were evidently. <laughs> the, the why, why is this a thing? Like, what's Gump. going on with that? Why is this a thing this year? Forrest Gump hasn't been a movie in a while. Yeah, like, it's it hasn't weird, been man. relevant. Well, well, yeah, what's up? With, yeah, what's up with the timing? That's kind of interesting. Very good. Yeah, point. Wow. Very good. Wow. Point. So there, there it is, right there. You got to love New York. I was in Owls today in in, in a deli, and. Um, the, the cashier said to this woman, happy Halloween. And the lady's like, I'm not wearing a costume. <laughs> like, she sort of, like, got offended. It's like sort of telling someone, oh, congratulations yeah. on the pregnancy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the lady, she said, happy Halloween. She goes, do I look like I'm wearing a costume? Oh, and, my God, I, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so I was ooh, like, well, that, I was like oh, this, this ain't going to go that, well. That's rough. That's like what I did to my buddy. Remember I told oh, you? Oh, look, Mike Leone's an M&M. So <laughs> congratulations on the pregnancy. I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Not cool. So it's not it cool. was funny. So then the lady though sort of cracked a smile and she said to the cashier, she goes, I actually am in costume. She goes, I'm a disgruntled office worker that hates my job. <laughs> and she walks out of the place. Yeah. Welcome to the real world, baby. Exactly. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents The DFS Lineup Lock Hour Sponsored by DailyRoto.com Our boy Ventra pounded back some grilled cheese Texas toast. Yeah, you got everybody hooked. A nice looking Texas toast there. Five ninety nine. Large plate of French fries. Great deal. Very large yeah. Texas toast grilled cheese sandwich. You know it's funny. Amazing. I did a Periscope live Periscope on Twitter the other day, and I went into Al's and I showed people like the the food. I was like, all right, they got the mashed potatoes yeah. today, and I said, my boy Frank knows I like my mashed potatoes. Like, uh, I love them. Yeah, a couple of times a week I'm crushing the mashed potatoes from over at uh, Al's. So we're going to bring Lou up here in a second. I want to find out. Lou, I think Lou's a nicer guy than Cam. Like, Lou's not turning the lights off. I can see Lou. Come on in, kids. Like, Lou, Lou's giving kids, like, a, a full M&M's and then, like, a UFC pick. Here you go, kids. Here's some M&M's. And uh, take Derek Lewis at plus 550 on Saturday. Happy Halloween. Um, so I'm looking here. At uh, the 45, uh, they got a list of, like, the worst things that you can give someone or the best and the worst. And you know what's crazy is we heard Scott Engel uh, this morning saying that he likes um, candy corn. Do you know what candy corn oh, is? I hate that crap. Yeah, I know what candy corn it's is. Disgusting. It's disgusting. I don't like it either. It sucks. It's like I it, freaking love it. Oh, here's Lou. <laughs> Lou. You freaking love candy corn, Lou. Oh, shit, I'll eat that stuff like uh, Marshawn Lynch eats <laughs> Skittles, brother. Like Derek Lewis eats his wife's ass. 
or Popeye's fried chicken uh, for oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a more germane oh. approach. <laughs> well, he said, yeah, I'm home. My, my wife, is, my wife's assigned me home. Oh, your wife's besides you. Okay. So uh, I apologize. Okay, no, no, enough. no, she's, no, no, no. She's, she's assigned me to be home passing out candy to the oh. little varmints. You know, as soon as I sit down to watch the TV, the, the damn doorbell rings again. I got to get up. I curse all the way to the door. I smile, give the kids the candy. I try and get rid of the candy fast as I can so I can shut the lights up so what and you're watch saying, TV. If you're a kid, it's good to get to the Gamblu household early because Lou's generous. Early. He just wants to get rid of it. Here you go. Here's like half the bag. You know what I mean? Well, you got to understand, too, early on, we have a – our little neighborhood gets closed off, and we have a parade of all the neighborhood kids, and there's a big to-do. And so I make sure all the little kids that live around me get plenty of candy. And then about – you know, come 7.30 or 8, which I think is fair, it gets real dark here, and we get kids, I mean, they bring them in station wagons from South Tucson, and you get packs of kids, Roman, <laughs> no, it's too for much. free oh, freaking man. candy, man. <laughs> it, it is too much, and I just, I don't play. I like that you got a bunch of, you bunch got of kids, kids rolling in from South Tucson. So, like, you, you're just saying, you gotta, awesome. if you're a neighborhood kid, yeah, it's good, but you, yeah. you don't want ringers yeah. coming in, Lou. No, right? Yeah, no outsiders, no outsiders. Sixteen-year-old kids. I mean, come on, man. Get you know it, that ain't what it's for. I, I'll I give it to the little ten kids, years old. and that's it. Ten years old's the cutoff, like to me, like uh, ten ten years old. So I'm just seeing here. So you, he's saying you like candy corn. This is the forty-five. It's a list. The forty-five worst Halloween treats, but from Bro Bible. I think they're crazy because I like a lot of these things at the top, like Hershey Kisses. No problem with Hershey Kisses. No, they're fine. They're fine chocolates. You a fan of Hershey Kisses, Lou? Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing is, it's a pain in the ass. I had to take that little foil off. The wrapper. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, plus if anybody just gives me one one or two little Hershey kisses, they get the you know middle finger. Yeah, Give yeah. me a goddamn Clark bar or something, bro. Yeah, you need a pack. <laughs> uh, we always, we always <laughs> used to know where, who gave out the good stuff. Exactly. You know, the people, that got it, yeah. the people that gave the apples, you didn't even go there. No, and that's what we were saying earlier. Those are the people who get their houses egged and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that jackass gave us raisins. Um, fun Dip. Remember Fun Dip? I was a fun I fun love dip. Fun Dip. Oh, Fun Dip rocks. Yeah, that stick. Fun Dip? Yeah, that oh, it's stick. delicious. Oh, it's one of the best. How dare they say it sucks? It's a winner. You know what? Brutal. I? Do you guys remember this one? And the, this one, I, I remember I always used to regret it as a kid. I liked them, but I did it. The old Pop Rocks. Yeah, I like pop rocks. They're okay. okay. I remember, like they would they would sizzle and like sort of. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. 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 You don't yeah. get them to like no. They'll blow up. They'll blow up. What yeah. about red hots? No, red hots. I, I I got no problem with red hots. I got Pez. problems with like the Pez. Uh, I like Pez. No, Pez is fine. No, no, I'm no not they were hard and, and grainy. All right, so these are the worst things. I will, we won't go through them all. These are the worst things. Number one worst thing that kids hate. Butterscotch hard candy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. They suck. Circus peanuts. Yeah. Like you yeah, said. circus peanuts are horrible. Yeah, like throwing some random peanuts in a kid's bag doesn't go over well. I don't know. Who the hell does original Boston baked beans? What, oh, yeah. What, Lou? What are Boston baked beans? Oh, yeah, Lou's those Boston baked beans. And, Venture and I hated them. Thing. Settle down, Venture. It's not a Canadian thing. Canadians no, are nice. I hated them. Canadians are giving, like, whole Mars bars and stuff like that. <laughs> what are uh, baked beans? What are these yeah, things? I don't want some baked what beans. 
What the hell is good and plenty? I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, good and plenty are those little things. They look like actually pills that people would take for illness, but they're candies. They actually look, they like, look like, like pills. They're, they're Mike and I. They look like Mike and Ike's, which is one of my favorites. But they got a yeah. little black licorice center on them. So there's yeah. a candy outside with a black licorice inside. I'd rather freaking eat dog poop. They honestly lose. They look like street drugs. Like if you were to give somebody a yeah, handful yeah, of no, them, they do. They, they, it's they like, look, hey, hey, they slow look down. like Benny. <laughs> You know what are the worst? <laughs> the worst? The wax lips. Oh, yeah, wax what lips. The hell, oh, what, yeah. what the hell is What is that? Like, why would anyone want wax lips? <laughs> wax lips. Apples. Yeah. We get, uh, yeah, no fruit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, saltwater taffy. Yeah, kids don't like saltwater taffy. Uh, it's all right. All right, we'll move on from this. But interesting, <laughs> you know, Cam, I'm a fan of, I, in Canada, they're called, uh, the what are they called? The little rockets. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know, Sweetheart, yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, rockets. They're good. Things, yeah. I don't mind rockets. Basically, rockets are just like a quick little sugar rush. You know, you yeah. pop them in, it's just like eating a eating a roll of sugar. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's not, not, yeah, it's, they're it's, not bad. It's not bad, but um, I was in a store yesterday or the other day here, and I noticed the rockets, they're called Smarties here. Smarties? Yeah. Like, like, oh, like yeah, Smarties, Smarties right? sure. Yeah, I you, know what You know, like are. the little okay. candies, right, Lou? Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, those are those are good. Those are sweet tartish. Yeah, exactly. That's a yeah, good sweet comparison. tart. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. so you know them as Smarties, like in Canada, Smarties, Smarties are, are smart, basically like chocolate M and M's. Yeah, it's like a chocolate thing, and it's actually it's I think it's Cadbury. It's in it's in Britain too. So yeah, that 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 threw me off, Cam. I yeah, thought, no, I Smarties thought are because uh, I look Smarties are I saw Smarties they were, are Nest. They were on they're Nestle, Gabe. They were they're Nestle. Same crap. They're yeah, 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 yeah. Nestle like runs the food world. Um, they do. Yeah, yeah, they own all the water in the world and stuff. But yeah, there was a sale. There was a sale on uh, on that candy, and it said sale on Smarties. So I looked over, and I was like, "Those aren't Smarties. Those are rockets." <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Lou, Lou, no, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Smarties." So speaking of which, yeah, no, I got. Those are good, Lou, to give to kids. You get a big bag of those. You get, you know, you get. Uh, Give a, give a little handful out to the... Well, I just imagine you, though, like you call the parlay-playing uh, pukes. Yep. Get, get the hell out of here, you parlay-playing puke. Well, when it gets later, I, if I have to, I will. But, I mean, you got to understand, even if he's 15, he's still a freaking kid, so I can't get too straight in his face. Uh, but uh, it's, fun to watch. it's fun to watch the little kids come up. And, you know, of course, you got all the moms and dads. Everybody's down at one of the neighbors' house, and they open up the garage and have a full bar. So they parade oh, down oh, to the yeah, neighbor's yeah. house, oh, yeah. and then all the, da- all the dads hang down there in the garage, and all the moms take the kids out to get candy, and the dads stay back and drink shots. It's a beautiful slice of Americana. Yeah. Wow, I gotta come to your. I gotta come to your party, Lou. It uh, sounds oh, like okay. a absolutely <laughs> every every year. You could go play. Can we go play poker with the Filipino dudes if you wanted, or the Polish guys? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, you're right. The garage is going to be open for business tonight. I'll see what happens after <laughs> trick or treating hours. So, Lou, Derek Lewis, uh, Derek Lewis is. Um, you know, people are enjoying him this week. They're enjoying his um, his personality. We were talking about some of his famous one-liners from over the years. And, you know, he, he really is a funny guy. And, you know, when he was asked, you know, why do you deserve the, the shot over my Oshik? And he said, I really don't. He said, but I got it, so let, let's do it. You know, you look at the shape that he's in right now. He clearly, 
He's prepared for this fight. I know, to me, Cormier is the best fighter, and without John Jones, right? I mean, no one, no one, no one's ever beaten Cormier besides John Jones, and John Jones was was actually on steroids. But I actually do think that Derek Lewis has a shot here at plus five hundred at all, a puncher's chance from a guy that bets on underdogs. I wholeheartedly agree, and and when I break that chance down, as I assess the fight let's let's understand that the reason i'm searching so hard for a, a high value prop is because i firmly believe that cormier is going to chop this tree down this is going to be like watching going to mexico and watching a bull fight you get this big 1200 pound muscular strong bull comes out snorting and sniveling the first <laughs> part the first round but after about six, seven swords in the neck and in the back, the thing starts to slow down, tire out, and it's going to be a war of attrition. Cormier is, Cormier is not going to one-punch knock out Derek Lewis. He's going to kick his belly. He's going to soften him up. He's going to push him against the fence, make him exert energy, and after the big, fat beast slows down, and I say big, fat beast, not out of disrespect, uh, hey, listen, this guy has the... UFC record for heavyweight knockouts. He's also got the second most amount of landed strikes on the mat. So Derek Lewis can't be underestimated, and those that do, namely Dean Cormier, are playing a dangerous game because if his right hand hits you, he'll knock the lights out of a city block. Now, the way I look at this fight is not Lewis plus the 460 or 500, there's only one way for Lewis to win, and that's inside the distance, yeah. and that's a prop that I took it plus yeah. 680, and uh, it's a little milk money bet, but you know what? It doesn't take a lot of milk money for 7-1 to one to build up. No, I agree, and, you know, we know that Cormier's one of the best fighters in the world. We know that he's one of the best fighters of all time in UFC history, uh, actually, and, you know, he won this, this Strike Force heavyweight tournament, uh, as well, uh, but upsets do happen, and you know you could say, "Well, not this time, no, not that time, not this time." Well, they do happen, and at this price, as you stated, Lewis is not an easy guy to finish right away. And Cormier, I would highly doubt that Cormier is just going to come out and tag him like Fedor and 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 Chael, and he rolls over, etc. And you know, the longer the fight goes, it just it's more danger around the beast, right? I mean, even if the beast is a little wounded, if he catches you, if he, you know, if he lands a shot, he can, you know, the, the old definition of puncher's chance, you know, he's got a puncher's chance, Cam. He really does. And a lot of times, I don't fall for this. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will. And I've, I've, I've left a lot of money on the table probably over the years with that whole main event sort of underdog yep. guy. Well, I don't really think he's going to win, but he's plus 600. And then, you know, and on Monday, everyone's, oh, my God, I can't believe I cashed that plus yeah. 600. It happened a lot with the women's fights, where the women's champion would be, like, major favorite, and she would just lose right away after. Yep. You don't see it as much with the men's, but I actually have that feeling. I'm like, you know what? I want to take Derek Lewis in this fight. I'll be going to the fights, too. But I want to take Lewis just because I think it's worth a shot. Like you said, you put 100 bucks on him, and I agree, Lou. He's not winning a decision. This fight's not going 25 minutes. If if it goes 25 minutes, it's because Cormier's lying on top of him and just sort of beating the crap out of him. But 
that's the only way it goes 25 minutes. You're right, Lou. If you like Derek Lewis, the only way to take it is Lewis by knockout or inside the distance. So, you know, yeah, knock, stop it. Listen, Lewis has four inches of height. Lewis is seven years younger. He has a seven-inch reach with his arms and a two-inch reach with his legs. Uh, that is, those, are, those are strong metrics that give favor to Lewis as a natural heavyweight. Now, we know Carmier did fight at heavyweight before, but that was many years ago. Yeah. But the, the, the one thing that gives me the most hesitation that I do think Cormier is ripe is the fact that in my 40 years of watching fights, it's a really, really dangerous thing when a fighter, okay, let alone a heavyweight fighter, but when any fighter starts to design their next two or three fights yep. or the way they're going to go out and they start to script things, hey, wait a minute, this is sports. No, it's worse than that. It's the fight game, and that's a dangerous undertaking, and Daniel Cormier is in the middle of it. And you know what, Lou? A lot of times, too, when an underdog, an underdog guy gets a shot, he, you know, he knows that he's overmatched, or he doesn't really think he's going to win. He's just sort of like, "Oh, I can't believe I got this fight, and I'm making the money good." Derek Lewis has a type of mentality to go in there, not fearful. You know, like a lot of guys would overthink it. Oh my God, this is a title shot. It's MSG. I mean, look, Derek Lewis is the same whether he's fighting. On a, on a fight pass card, or whether he was at MSG taking questions for people today, he's not going to be faced. And a lot of this sport is mental. Uh, you know, a lot of fighters, like, will say, you know, I knew the other guy was defeated. Like, fighters can lose the fight before it starts. <laughs> I know it's that such a, that's a No, it's very true. such good a call, good game. point, and it, it like, segues me right, yeah, right into quickly, the point. Sorry, that, I was just going to say, the, what's, the, uh, what's the ref? Big John McCarthy. Big John yep, told me yeah. once that he knew who would win the fight every time by the look in the eyes. It's pretty crazy. And he goes, I can't, I'm not going to say who and what because it wouldn't be fair to the competitors. But he said yeah. there would be big-time fighters and stuff, and he'd look over and he'd go, yeah, this guy's already lost. Like, it's over. Before the fight starts. He's talking about title shots. And, Lou, finish your thought. Remember what you're going to say after because it's interesting. Yeah, no, I... I... I firmly believe in that, and sorry to interrupt your point, but I, I firmly believe that there is some of that, and I also believe that Derek Lewis is not going to be a mental midget like exactly. Anthony Johnson was. That's what Daniel I'm saying. Cormier is going to be in a real fight. That's what I'm saying. Lewis is so carefree, he won't get rattled. All right, we'll be back with Lou in a second. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
old school April wine. April wine, yeah, I like to rock. It's awesome. I love April wine. Yeah, let it play like, here, a yeah, bit. for a second. Keep it yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it go. This is old. That's why when it kicks in. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Here it's coming up here. Oh, now it's fading. Yeah, see, he's got it the other part of the song. Yeah, it's not happening, Gabe. No worries. I know, buddy, you don't have to tell me, but I, April Wine, one of the best shows. You can see these guys for like five bucks at like a fair now and just they'll blow your mind. Yeah, that's They're all good, amazing. but I wanted to hear the singing here now. I, yeah, I'm, not between, at, I'm not at the state <laughs> fair right now. <laughs> that's between you and Yang, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? After yesterday, uh, I had to come in the studio and oversee things. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to come in and oversee things, and uh, so far, yeah, I don't know. We just yeah. say, you know, say good, not great. <laughs> uh, Memoirs, yeah, yeah, good, not great. Good, good, not great. Like I said, I'll just be happy when this Halloween's over. Right, we're with Lou right now. So, as Lou. we were saying, Lou from Gamblue.com, um, you agree, Lou, with my take then? So. Exactly. Some guys, and, you know, we can get into the psychology of this all we want. You know, like Jose Aldo was defeated before he fought Conor McGregor, etc. But that was different. That was sort of like champion versus champion or champion versus an elite guy. This is a little different in which Derek Lewis willingly admits, hey, I don't even deserve this shot, but I'm going to take it. I got it. I think Lewis walks out of here thinking, I can't even believe I just headlined Madison Square Garden. As opposed to the nerves and the pressure and stuff. And yep. you, you agree, Lou, like the mental he, mental aspect of this sport is so massive. Might be playing with house money. Well, it, it, it is, uh, but let's, let's not forget uh, December of 16, Lewis versus Abracadabra Ganab. Uh, February of 17, Lewis versus Brown. <laughs> June versus June of seventeen, Lewis versus Hunt. So he's had a handful uh, of headliner type positions. Yeah, he is in shape. He he's coming off a fight where he didn't incur infl- incur too much damage. Uh, I've been I've been watching. He's he's ready, and uh, and he's alive now. All that being said, uh, this is a fighter. This is a brawler. Against a most polished mixed martial artist. So uh, while we're live on Lewis having a shot, his only shot is to land the big right hand and to catch Cormier somehow. And that must be equated into roughly a 6-7 to 1 favorite, which is fine, but... This is the heavyweights. I don't like Cormier looking ahead and talking about Lesnar and dodging John Jones and his belt was stripped. Uh, Again, a a little lunch money, Lewis, inside the distance makes sense to me. Uh, Just I see a video here. This is good. Stupid idiots in Boston. They actually broke the World Series trophy. Someone threw a beer can at it. (laughs) Unbelievable. But, uh, that's more. That's more for the Stanley Cup, Gabe. When uh, the Dallas Stars took it in the pool with uh, yeah. Pantera. Maybe yeah, we'll play. Little... I want to play that Boston radio host later. Actually, the guy, the, the dickhead <laughs> from uh, the other day. But we'll get to that. You know, after. here's so, one more prop for the list. One more yeah. prop for the listeners. And, and, and before I get into that, I just will say real quickly. Listen, I take this fight game real serious. And when I give picks out, when I give releases out, uh, I, I bet them myself. And I, and I. I 
I take them to heart. And I was for two weeks pretty strong on Ozdemer last week, and I want the listeners to be aware that 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 fight was a big miss. I underestimated Smith, but I take it serious. So don't think that just because we don't talk about these past fights, they don't irk me. I look to win, and that's what I'm trying to do here when uh, we break these down each week. So uh, the last prop I'll speak of in this Lewis Cormier fight, because, Gabe, I think you and I kind of see it similarly. Cam, you as well. But here's a prop that I found. Cormier wins in round one, plus 125. Any other result, minus 145. Well, that's like yeah. that's like stealing the kids' uh, Halloween candy tonight when they smart. come to the door. That's so smart, Lou. Yeah, instead of laying minus seven hundred in some books, I'm seeing like minus eight fifty. Yeah, like that, that's the way to do it. Then, if you like it that way, those are the way you do it. Just don't don't lay seven hundred to eight fifty on a guy in a fight. F- find an angle and pounce. I like where you're going with that. What? what yeah. Well. There's a lot, there's, you know, it, 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 it pays to shop the props. A lot of times these fights can be correlated, and sometimes I don't know which way they're correlated till I see these totals. Or if I naturally think, it, you know, a big heavyweight fight uh, isn't going to go the distance, I look and the things at two and a half, it, it, it forces a, a little more scrutiny, I'll say. Lou, gamblue.com. Uh, what do you guys think us, so. of uh, Weidman and Sousa there? Weidman shouldn't be, Gabe. You know you know this guy. He's in bit, minus 185, 190. That's, that's a lot of juice for this guy, don't you think? Yeah, the line surprised me here, Lou, just because of, uh, you know, Weidman isn't the same Chris Weidman anymore. He hasn't been incredibly active. He hasn't been a champion for a long time. He's sort of, he's not really been in the scene all that too much. What do you make of that line with, uh, with Weidman being that big of a favorite? Are you intrigued by Jacare as an underdog? I, I really am. That said, there's a number of things I'm going to have to get over with Jacare. Number one, his age, 38, 39 years old. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get over the fact that, you know, in his last several fights, uh, he's, he's switched. So he beat Boach uh, in February of 17, came back and lost to Whitaker. No shame in that fight. Uh, you know, that was in the second round where he got beat. But it was a it was a stoppage. Then he comes back, beats Brunson, and then uh, fights a, a decision and loses in a split decision to Gastelum. Um, my thought has always been to lean wrestler, especially longer, taller wrestler. If, if they're a D one or world class wrestler, which Weidman is, against the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specialist. Uh, the wrestlers are kryptonite to Brazil jiu-jitsu. However, Weidman doesn't just wrestle. He has a jab, and Souza does have some stand-up game, uh, and he does have a little power. Uh, I'm really wanting to like Souza, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over the age difference, the size difference, the height difference, and the length. Uh, I'm stumped by this one, guys. Not to mention, too, Weidman's going to be the hometown fighter can't put too much stock in that, but we should know we've seen some awful decisions take place in New York before. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's partially why he's the price he is yeah, because I would of agree. that. I so would I do agree. think there's, I do think there's value on Sousa. 
That's a really, really good point. Like, you know, and the thing is, though, Gabe, it can work two ways, too, though. It's kind of like that guy playing sports in front of his girlfriend. He can either light it up and go, hey, I played the best game of my life, honey, or go out there, try too hard, and get dummied, right? You've, see, you've seen that from your hockey days, too. It's a lot of the time. Sometimes there's pressure being uh, fighting in your hometown or playing in your hometown. It could be, you know, it's, it depends how you handle it. The thing is, too, Chris, you know, it's, 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 I was going to say, Luke, Chris Weidman only has 17 fights, too. I know he's experienced, yeah. but he not as experienced as Jacare is. And I know Jacare's thirty-eight, but Weidman's not young at thirty-four either. And you can see physically. No, not with that. He doesn't look the same. Like I think, I think Jacare's a live dog. I'm just, I'm turned off by the fact it's a Madison Square Garden, and if it goes to decision, they're going to screw the Brazilian. It's just the way it works. Well, that's you know that's how you live and die with that thing, but. You know, it's interesting uh, that the last fight for Weidman Gastelum was in Uniondale. So the UFC is being kind of favorable to Ray Longo and Matt Serra by giving yep. Weidman this fight in his backyard. And, and, and in the interviews I've watched and whatever those little episodes the UFC puts out, there's Souza talking about he's eager to go fight Weidman in New York. So he knows what, what he's doing, and he's not intimidated. Of course, he lives in Florida. He's not making any long trip from Brazil. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I like Susan. <laughs> yeah, I know. There'll be a lot of Brazilians in the, in the house, too. This is New York City. Like, it's not, uh, it's not like everyone's going to be a Chris Weidman fan uh, in here. Um, all right, so what about the other fights? Uh, Lou, anything catch your eye? Um, more, more so than another fight? Um, I see Jason Knight against Rinaldi. What, what's the odds of that fight? My, I didn't realize Jason Knight was even fighting. Jason Knight versus Rinaldi. Minus. Minus 260 for Knight. All right. Uh, Adesanya camp. This guy, Israel Adesanya, is a very, very exciting yeah. fighter. Minus 320. Yeah, he's over Derek Brunson. Brunson. Wow. Yeah, Brunson's going to experience fighter. Big, big number yes, there. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You got uh, Robertson and um, and Marshman uh, on the card. Uh, you like any of the prelim uh, f- uh, fights, uh, Lou, for betting purposes? Yeah, I do. Here's one I'm looking real close at is, is the short announcement. That, you know, first of all, Branch loses his call. He'd been calling Sousa out for a year. He gets him. He's preparing for him. And then a few weeks early, Sousa jumps to take Weidman, leaves Branch with some guy that doesn't know what weight class he's in. But he happens to fight out of the MMA lab, Jared Cannonier. He's fought at heavyweight and won, fought at light heavyweight and competed well. He's dropping to buck 85. I've been watching him train. Uh, this is going to be a dynamic fight. Now, clearly, Branch, the BJJ artist, is going to want to try and clasp and take Cannoneer down. Uh, and I'm concerned about that. I really am. But I know they've been practicing it. And I'm telling you, this kid Cannoneer at 185 is chiseled out of marble fast and furious. He's going to be the much faster man. And he's almost 3-1 to one as an underdog. I'm looking at that one really, really closely. The Marshman-Robertson fight, which follows it on the main card. I love Robertson. Uh, Marshman is a complete uh, tomato can, but <laughs> that, that price is 265 or 275 It's too much juice for me to really spend. And, and then I'll comment that this uh, Israel Adesanya is good and flashy and movie and and he's slick and cute, and he's a pitter-patter artist, but I don't think he has a lot of substance. 
That said, they're spoon feeding him Gerber food on his way up the <laughs> up the ladder, and and I don't think you know Brunson. Brunson's got a little wrestling, but Brunson's awkward. He's been hitting the chin, and and Brunson's in there to make Israel Adesanya look good. Uh, the the fade is coming on this Adesanya guy. It's just going to be to somebody that's a little bit more capable standing up and can get him on his back and make mincemeat out of him. It's, okay, and finally, uh, the, the dog I like the best is way in the undercard, buried against a uh, Dana White, one of those fighters that, that come off the, the Tuesday Kurt, night series, Kurt Montel Jackson. Who do you got? Mo, Montel, uh, Montel, Jackson. Mo, Montel Jackson. Montel Jackson. No, I, I really like Keller in this fight. I think he's polished and he's getting penalized because he lost his last fight. And I think uh, ja- the wrong man's favored in this fight, in my opinion. Interesting. We'll be taking, uh, say, look, uh, Brian Keller, yeah. uh, nineteen and nine. Yeah, you mentioned he lost, he lost to John Lineker in his last fight. No shame in that. He's got a win against Hennon Brow. It's an impressive win. If you look at his losses, Marlon Vera, John Lineker. It's not like the guy loses to Stiffs. Yeah. And Montel. He's a good. He's a- so what, Montel Jackson, was he one of these looking for, uh, is it the Dana White TV show? Is he one of these kids? <laughs> yeah, he is, and he's skilled, and he's a, he's a skilled striker and going to move around, but I think Kelliger is going to fight from the center of the octagon, and I think he's going to take the fight to the kid, and I, I think the, the difference in this fight is going to be experience on Kelleher's part and cardio, the wrestler. Yeah, it looks like what Montel Jackson here... It's a step up in class for him. You, know, you, you look at Keller and, 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 the, and the caliber of level of fighters that he's fought and being able to handle yeah. himself compared to a 6-1 and one fighter who, you know, is really just sort of a TV guy. And, uh, you know, hell, he's coming off a loss himself. I'm looking here. Uh, yeah. What, he, I think his, his trajectory, I think, is positive. But you're right. This might be his trip to the classroom to earn his Ph.D. in MMA because Keller's a little bit too much fighter for him at this stage in his career, in my opinion. What about that Shane Burgos fight in Kurt Hollibaugh? I'm dying to watch that fight. I, 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 you know, I really want to like Hollibaugh in the fight. Is it Hollibaugh lab guy, too? Uh, I don't think so. No, I, okay. I don't. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely would know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm up there. I hate to say it, uh, how, how much I'm up there, but uh, those, I, I, I do nothing but, but learn when I'm up there. And the nuances of UFC are, are not easy to pick up. So, uh, you know. Should Shane Burgos be this, uh, this favorite here? You know, he's the guy that. Uh, coming, coming off a loss, too. Yeah, a knockout loss. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really want to like Holabaugh in this fight. I just haven't I haven't worked it that much for whatever reason. I haven't really I haven't really worked on this fight that much. But I, but I think Burgos is real, and and the guy he got beat by last out is a pretty damn good fighter. So I would think Burgos uh, with one loss going to be spitting nails, getting ready to come back off on a bounce. All right. How so. amazing! How, I was going to ask you guys, how amazing is Lyman good if he's minus six thirty against Ben Saunders? That's a heat. That, uh, next to Cormier, he's the second biggest favorite on the card. Too high of a number, but Ben Saunders is more worn out than you and I can. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, all good has all good has is explosive power, and all Sanders has is a, a freaking paper mache chin. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna have more UFC coverage on Friday morning on um, Carton and Friends. Robin Black will be uh, coming into uh, Ooh, to the city. Oh, oh, old friend. Yeah, That's Robin nice. Black and former I will be colleague. reunited. Former colleague of mine will be, uh, nice. be sitting in on Carton and Friends for a couple hours on uh, on Friday morning. And uh, then on Saturday, we're doing a special at 3 o'clock Eastern. So 12 o'clock Pacific, West Coast time, 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, live on the radio, TV, YouTube, and all, all of our platforms. With uh, me, Robin Black, and Michelle Serpico, so it's going to be uh, we're going to have like a two-hour preview, pre-fight um, show. It's going to be live. People, fans are invited. People, viewers are invited to come down, have a couple of drinks at the bar, or whatever. You know, we'll bring some people on. Nice. But uh, confirmed guests are uh, John Anik will be joining us in studio. So play-by-play uh, man John Anik in studio. Uh, trainer Mark Henry will be joining us in studio. Um. And uh, we've got uh, Gamblu. So you're, you're in a steam. We've got a, you're in steam company. Lou won't be in studio. Lou's going to be on Skype uh, with nice. us. So yeah, we've got uh, John Anik, Mark Henry, and Gamblu, hosted by uh, Robin Black, yours truly, and Michelle Serpico. That's so, a pretty strong panel. Nice panel you got there, fellas. Yeah, that's the, good stuff. The guys, that is that's like really cool, Gabe. Thanks for setting that up. I am totally flattered, and I'll t- I'll look forward to. Uh, Sharing insight with those great professionals. Yeah, the guys, uh, the guys from Middle Easy are going to be uh, coming by too. MiddleEasy.com, great MMA uh, website. All right, we'll take a quick break right here on Game Time Decisions. Quick break, and on the other side, we'll talk some NFL football with Lou from Gamblu.com. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Or dead in my head is his name Yang. He's from Spanish Harlem. Spanish Harlem. Back to live action, fellas. Grilled cheese. Back to live action, fellas. Yeah, we should have. I love grilled cheese. We went to Al's. Texas toast. Yeah, what are you looking for? When you're looking for a bookie, you're looking for a deli, man. Al will come through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Al. Al. So let's uh, let's go back to a uh, Lou. Lou. Um, interesting NFL Lou. week this week, uh, Lou, in, in, in the league. We're going to uh, week number nine uh, right now, and you know, it starts to become real. The Rams have been very impressive at eight and zero, but they've got the toughest test of the year coming up this week in New Orleans. A football team that 
I've been telling people all year long that, you know what, they're not as done as people think they are. And I've been cashing tickets uh-huh. with them routinely, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, yeah. The Chargers this week. And I think they're going to beat the Chargers uh, this week. I think the Seahawks play continues. Uh, and they continue to win football games. But what's your take on the NFL card this week, Lou? Uh, I'm glad you asked it in a macro sense first, Gabriel, because uh, I, I try and pay attention to not only uh, what 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 the book does against the public, uh, but what happens on Saturdays affects how I look at what happens Sunday. If it's a big public day Saturday, I look for the public to trip all over themselves Sunday, and if they get shellacked on Saturday. I, I go a little more cautiously. And in the last uh, in the last two weeks, and I, I monitor the public in numerous ways, but one great way to do it anymore is to look at the consensus picks on the Super Contest. And for the last couple of weeks, the Super Contest oh, con- consensus have, have, been, have been red hot. I have been fading them, but for the last two weeks, yeah. uh, they've, been, they've been red hot, which means been the pub- it's been public weeks, and this is verified by my insiders that, you know, work behind the counter, uh, as well as guys like Micah Roberts that writes about it for Vegas Insider. So uh, that's public knowledge. So the long and the short of all of that is I look for maybe the public to get a little more back to regression and humble uh, this week. And so I am forced to look at a couple of teams uh, that are going to give you indigestion to have to consider, but I think they're solid plays, and I think I can make a case uh, for them. And the first one, uh, I hate to say, uh, is the L.A. Chargers. Ah. Bills. The L.A. Chargers, yeah. Oh, we're better going with the Bills, Lou. Come on. They're only getting two points. Well, well, I mean, you brought up the the Chargers and the Seahawks, and I, I thought I'd just start there by commenting. Uh, I mean, listen, nobody has a better home field advantage than the Seahawks, and yet they're only given one or two, and that's kind of funny. Look, a headline on this was a dead pick em. So there's, you're paying a price to like Seattle based on how good they looked against a Detroit team that may not really be as substantive as we think. And uh, the, 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 the Chargers, why they're getting penalized, who knows. But uh, to me, uh, at two... And I'm seeing a pretty even uh, allotment of tickets on each side of this game. As it gets closer to Sunday, we'll see what happens. But this thing's yelling, uh, tease me up to eight points or eight and a half points on the on the Chargers, if you'd like my opinion. Are you buying in, Cam? Uh, Cam's a Seahawk fan, but he's he's been reluctant to pull the trigger this week. Well, what's your feeling on it? Yeah, game? not as much. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, it's a tough game, Gabe. I, I, I don't even. I don't like this game at all. I, I'm really wish I would listen to you more on Seattle beating Detroit. The one, I didn't. I thought Lou was going to be going with the Bills. I was going to ask him one thing, uh, Lou. I, I don't know what you think about this game. I have no. Actually, Gabe, I'm not going to pull the trigger on the Chargers Seahawks game. But is one of those uh, teams, Lou? Would it be Cleveland getting eight and a half against Kansas yep. City? I know that's uh, absolutely one thing. Denver was one of those games. Me and Gabe talked when Gabe was at the studio. I go, I don't like Denver, or sorry, Kansas City laying nine, nine and a half in a divisional game. And I have a feeling everyone will pull the trigger with Kansas City minus eight and a half. But uh, with all the moves, uh, Cleveland and the weirdness surrounding their organization, I'm kind of looking at it too, Lou. Sell me on the Browns. I know it's hard to kind of plug your nose and go, I'm betting Cleveland against a wicked team like Kansas City, but it's a big number at home. Yeah, but it was a, it was it's a bigger number now than it was a week ago. It was only seven True. a week ago. Now it 
Now it's eight and a half, and, and it's been higher, and I do believe it's going to go higher. Also, uh, Casey's record, even though their only ATS loss was last week, is still seven and one. Nobody likes that to get too off balance. It's going to be outside. It's going to be cold. There's no wind really uh, reported yet. And, oh, by the way, Tyree Kill has a groin. Uh, that makes defending Kansas City uh, go from impossible to almost somewhat manageable. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to like Cleveland. This is the NFL. Anything can happen. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Casey on the road, and, you know, let's look at turnovers. Yeah, Kansas City is a plus five in the turnover ratio this year, but Cleveland's plus 11. So there's there's no way that I think Kansas City goes in there and just paints this team's fence. Uh, I, I think it's a good old-fashioned 1953 slugum slobber knocker, and uh, I, I look for a close, tight game, and I like Cleveland. What do you think, uh, Lou, of uh, your Chicago Bears versus my Buffalo uh. Bills? With, oh, uh, yeah, that's right, guys. Yeah, nice. Nate nice. Peterman. Back to <laughs> Nate. Back to Nate Peterman. Yeah, uh, yeah it, which, is, which is really, I mean, it, it's such a sorry state for such a great organization that they had Peterman, but they chose not to play in the last few weeks and instead bring a guy that was out working on his handicap in and play for two weeks. Now he's hurt, so they got to go back to Peterman, and who backs Peterman up might be me. So this is this is such a tough situation to try and handicap because we know Buffalo's not going to score any points against a great Chicago defense. The question becomes, quite honestly, is how does – Chicago's 11th ranked offense, excuse me, how does, how does Chicago's, yes, 11 ranked offense, and when I rank these offenses, I'm looking at uh, Football Insider's DVOA rankings. So Chicago's got the 11th ranked offense, but oh, by the way, Cleveland with a, the third ranked defense. Uh, excuse me, I, I'm sorry. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo. Chicago, happens, Chicago happens to be playing Buffalo, and Buffalo has the fourth-ranked defense. So it's fourth-ranked. So, yeah, I'm uh, people that, top five defense, yeah? Bill's defense yeah, is awesome. De they're real. Their head coach is a defensive-minded guy, and they take yeah. tremendous pride well, on that side of the ball. Well, throw pick sixes, they got a shot, because like you said, Lou, Exactly. How are exactly. the Bears going to score? I know the Bears put points up in a couple of games, but... Uh, it'll be hard on the road with Trubisky going, in that environment. I'm Buffalo laying double digits to the Bills. I mean, the Bills seem like I the know. play. And you got to believe one of these days, man, one of these Sundays, Nate Peterman, the football gods, throw this kid a bone, and he gets a win. I hope so. Uh, they drafted him for a reason. They're putting him in there. I, I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, Slim Shady, you know, toting the rock. Yeah. But I totally agree with you guys. I mean, this, you know, this thing, the look-ahead line was anywhere from six and a half to seven, uh, Chicago. Now it's ballooned up to ten, ten and a half. Some of that's quarterback, but. Uh, but I think you're right. It's going to be outside, going to be a defensive slugger, slug out. Anything can happen. And, oh, by the way, 81% uh, of the tickets been written been written on the Bears, and 98% of the parlay tickets are landing on the Bears. So uh, here's John Q. Public after two strong weeks thinking they have a hot take on a road favorite. 
Uh, Buffalo, definitely the side, guys. That Atlanta-Washington game. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a game, Gabe. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, was going to say, yeah, you talked about that game first. I was just going to give you guys credit uh, and, and talk about, you guys were both made a really good uh, play on uh, the Ravens last week. I was just going to ask you about, I was on the, the I remember Gabe, you, sorry, the Panthers, the Panthers. I, I was on the Ravens. That's what I'm talking about. You and Lou were on the Panthers. I was on the Ravens. I should have listened, but now the Ravens have lost two straight. They lose at home to the Saints, which is not an embarrassing thing because the Saints can play on the road now. Great call, Gabe. Carolina beat them down. Now a divisional know, game Lou, against Pittsburgh. You the I kind of like Baltimore now. Yeah, were, no, Lou loved the Panthers. He said that line was out of whack. Wrong team favorite. Same as you, Gabe. Did you agree, I'll give you guys Lou? credit. Yeah, not, yeah not, only was, not only was I on the Panthers, I was on Vison last week, and I, and I said – and my, and I do believe, and I know you picked them at the beginning of the season, Gabe. Uh, I, I I raised my eyebrow then, but I said last week on Beeson that, uh, and I'm and I believe I'm right that the professional handicappers nor the bookmakers are aware they're fading Carolina when they should be buying into them. They're missing out. They're behind the curve on this team. Norv Turner's been there eight nine weeks now, and let's take a look. Big, strong quarterback, just like Aikman. Shifty, dynamic running back, can catch the ball out of the backfield, hmm, just like Emmett Smith. Big, huge, physical receiver in Funches, very much like Michael Irvin, and a world-class tight end. I'm telling you, this Carolina team is being underestimated. All that being said... Give me Tampa Bay plus the six and a half or seven this week. Yeah, you don't want to be laying points with Tampa. That, that's, yeah. that's not the role. That that's not a good role uh, for them, you know. So I was mentioning the Falcons and the Redskins game. The Falcons are playing Great themselves game. back into contention a little bit with the wins. Now they get Washington, and this is interesting because the winner of this Ooh. game today, or the winner of this game Sunday, that we're talking about today, they're going to be feeling pretty good about themselves. Either the Washington Redskins are suddenly six and two, and like holy crap, this is you know this is getting real right now, or. The Atlanta Falcons have basically played themselves back into this thing. So this, this is a monster football game for both these two teams, Lou. Monster game. Uh, and, I, you know, each year the Washington story is always perplexing to me because I don't know how they do it, but then by the end of the year, things seem to kind of settle out. Uh, this is a game I'm, I'm probably looking at Atlanta. If I, if I can stomach trying to take a team with absolutely no defense on the road like that. Uh, Washington just got better in their defensive backfield, which is what they really needed by acquiring uh, Clinton Dix from Green Bay, and he's probably going to play and maybe have an effect on this game. Uh, the, the, the line stinks. I'm not a believer in Washington, but I don't know if I've got the uh, intestinal fortitude to look at Atlanta on the road, but that's where I would go. It's dogger pass. I'm looking at the Redskins here, Cam. I'm starting to buy into me too, Gabe. In this game. Me too. I, I am buying into the Redskins in this game. I think they got a great chance. I, I think Atlanta Adrian away Peterson from home, Washington. Yeah, no. Adrian Pierce is running the ball. He looks like a kid again. Alex Smith won't give you, won't blow you up in your DFS fantasy, but he wins damn football games. So, no, I'm down with Washington. I think Atlanta's offense will struggle against the Skins. Gabe, what is it? 120, 125 on the money line. If you don't want to lay it, I, I like it. I like Washington. Can you believe it, Lou, what Adrian Peterson's doing this year? It's unbelievable. It's unreal. 33 years old. Well, I'm, ha I'm happy to see it from him. I mean, I, there, there was really never 
any question that he that I thought that he could have some kind of a uh, contributing role to a team. I, I can't tell you that I thought he'd be doing as well as he has, but it goes to show you what a full off season has done for him uh, after he was let go by Arizona last year. So a season and a half to get ready, a strong-willed guy, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, churning out the yards and contributing to a team. It's a it's a great story. All right, Lou. What about the Rams and the Saints? The undefeated Rams Ooh. are actually underdogs. They were getting two points. I see it's down to one and a half right now. Not a massive difference, but, I mean, the Saints are coming off the big revenge win at the game that they had circled last week against Minnesota. Do you think it's a letdown for them, Lou, or hard to have a letdown when you've got the undefeated Rams coming to town? And Really, this is a home field advantage game. You know, hypothetically, these teams aren't going to lose a lot more games this year, although we will say that um, we have to say that the Rams' schedule is difficult. They still have to play the Chiefs. They play the Eagles. So they've got some tough games ahead, but, you know, the Rams win this. They all but guarantee themselves home home field because they'll have a tiebreaker and, you know, the Saints would then have two losses. But if the Saints can win the game, suddenly they have home field because they have a tiebreaker against against the Rams. This is a very, very important football yes. game. Yes. Huge, huge game. Uh, and here comes the Saints returning home. After being on the road, they had a bye, and then they went at Baltimore, at Minnesota, and beat both of those teams. And at the time they beat each team, uh, they they were not supposed they were not uh, favorites to win against either of those two teams on the road. And they went and did a great job. Now they come home and do get the Rams for listen. There's only one loss on the Saints' record. The winner of this one, Saints do hold the tiebreaker, just like you said it. But yep. now while while the Saints now get to go home, and then Cincinnati's next, which is no big deal. The Rams just had three on the road, home against Green Bay. Now they're back on the road to New Orleans. I, I think it's a pretty tough uh, spot for the Rams. I think yeah. the Rams are starting to believe after the Green Bay game that maybe they are not so impenetrable. And I do believe, quite honestly, uh, that New Orleans is is really a team that's on the improve. And, yes, uh, the defense is only ranked 27th, and that's a real concern because the Rams are a very, very complete team. Number two in offense, number 12 on defense, number 11 in special teams. But it's the spot. So, uh, to me, with a high over-under of 60 like this, I would normally say if it was a nice 42 or a 44, 45 even, that the Rams' tease is good, but... This is a pick-the-winner game. Whoever you think's going to win, this point spread ain't even going to come into it. And to be quite honest with you, I think it's going to be hard for the Rams to go into New Orleans with New Orleans' defense kind of trying to improve uh, and the Rams at the end of a brutal, brutal five-game uh, stretch. Cam, we've I got, lean Saints uh, in that. I, we've got about I a lean Saints. I was going to ask here. you, so yep. you a minute, minute left, Lou. One more. I was looking at this one. Houston and Denver. Denver laying a point to the hot Texans. Guys, what's your take on this one? This should be a good one. I don't. I don't get the. I don't get the line in that game. I mean, exactly. I, the look ahead. <laughs> look ahead is. The look ahead is Houston minus one and a half. Now Denver comes minus one. Uh, what happened in the week to to change things around? I mean, Houston looked good. Denver looked like dog meat. Uh, 
I don't I don't get this this game, uh, and it smelled. Obviously, if somebody had a gun to my head, I'd have to take Denver because it's too obvious. They want me to take Houston in the points. Houston is the better team, should be favored. Something stinks here. I need more time to watch what's going to happen. Lou, Gamblu.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Gamblu. Check out, check out his website, Gamblu.com. A real pleasure, Lou. We'll speak to you Saturday during Thanks, the Lou. UFC uh, pre-fight show uh, special. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Good luck to everyone. Lou, Gamblu.com. Ready Rage Radio. Game Time Decisions continues.